This is the night when fear and horror walk hand in hand. This is Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. As ancient as superstition, as modern as the telephone. Light the candles, it's time for a Sabbath seance. It's volume two here of Live Sabbath. And shit's getting shady, ladies. <laughs> As I continue on with the listener request that we had here for me to sink into some live Sabbath offerings, we covered the main feed, the big polished captures for DVDs, live albums, the officially sanctioned releases. But today, it's about the bootlegs, the stuff that's still kind of underground. Hasn't been given that proper treatment by the uh, war machine yet. Hasn't been sucked into a box set, a super deluxe or whatever. But I'm not talking about audience recordings here. That's not my jam at all. Well, there's one outlier in this bunch that's it's very special on those. But for the most part, that audience shit, sneaking a tape recorder, camcorder, or more recently, record the show on your goddamn phone. That shit can just stay on YouTube, as far as I'm concerned. I'll duck in and out of it every once in a while just to get a little visual. I like it more if it's a video or something like that. But what I'm referring to are the quality audio soundboard recordings here, taken from the direct connection to the live soundboard that's being mixed at the venue, you know? It's usually like a bounce to a tape or some kind of dad system. But... By the time we get it, of course, it's digitized and it's gone through many generations. Some are better than others. Maybe it was originally a reference for the band even. Like if they were thinking about mixing a feed of a show for a live album, they'll do a bounce and give that to the band. Maybe it was broadcast for a radio feed. Or maybe the fucking taper just sucked off the road crew and was able to jack into the soundboard while your man was distracted. I don't know how it goes down, but it's fucking cool that this stuff exists. And it deserves some proper Sabbath worship here in a seance. But before we boot up some boots, as I always do, I want to give a shout-out to the ever-growing Deep Dive Podcast Network. A couple of new shows have signed on with us, so follow the Deep Dive Podcast uh, on the Twitter is probably the best way, at Deep Dive Podnet. And you'll find the latest out on that front. I've made my rounds with a few crossovers, too. One that I'll be recording next week with the Deep Purple Podcast guys again. Always a fun jam with them. And you should be able to figure out which album we're going to do next there. And then this week, I think on Friday even, they'll be dropping the episode that I did with In the Lap of the Pods where we were discussing the badass album known as Dehumanizer. So there you go. I'm distributing my Sabbath worship around elsewhere even if this feed is pretty slow. And also... If you want to step away from the Sabbath here, just for a little fresh air, lads, you, but you still want to hear me, check out my other podcast, North by South. That's me and Clay from Skin Reconsidered talking about all kinds of music. I pick a Canadian artist, he picks an American artist, and we kind of battle them out just like one song at a time. It's a lot of fun. Check that out on Twitter, at North by South Pod. 
And uh, yeah, that'll get you into that realm. So yes, there's plenty of me out there, if that's your fucking thing. On with the show here, though. Fairies wear bootlegs, man. So you gotta believe me. Let's hit it. This installment here with the legendary capture of Early Sabbath. You probably have all heard this one. These recordings have surfaced many times over the years, most notably on Ozzy's The Ozman Cometh compilation that he put out in 1997. So, in this case, I guess the leaker is Ozzy, but um, some of the bootlegs have other sources here. He claimed to have found these old tapes in his attic or some shit, or, you know, Jack was given the, uh, <laughs> the chores to clean out the attic. What are these? Uh, so on the Ozman Cometh, he kind of says that it's like a demo version in the liner notes, that's how he explains it. But in actuality, these recordings were taken from a April 26, 1970 performance on the BBC Radio 1 show, The John Peel Sessions. Now, you should know that name, DJ John Peel, legendary British broadcaster, and a big part of Sabbath kind of breaking into the mainstream. Like he was an early supporter of Sabbath. This session here is, yeah, right there, 1970. It consisted of Fairies Were Boots, Behind the Wall of Sleep, and a very early version of War Pigs. As well, self-titled song, Black Sabbath. So why does this make the list? It's not really a live capture of a show, is it? Well, there is a cool tape version of these tracks, and I think it was done in front of some kind of audience, because you can hear someone applauding and shit. The interview is actually intact here as well, so it's a live capture mixed for broadcast and definitely qualifies for today's venture. Let's drop in to the actual session here, get a vibe of what that show was like. It's interview time. I was uh, leaping around at the back and almost missed that. Now, um... That song had a line in it about black masses and uh, the group's called Black Sabbath and yet you disassociate yourself from the current black magic uh, thing. How does that happen? Well, we've not, nothing to do with black magic, you know. Um, the words of the songs are just um, about the supernatural. Yeah. But um, we don't sort of practice this kind of thing and all this. In other words, Black Sabbath's just a name. Just in other a words, name, uh, yeah. like Medicine Head aren't necessarily chemists. That's black yeah. Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's right. Okay, well, that's fair enough, is it? But you, I mean, you're getting lumbered with this whole thing, though, aren't you? Yeah, Being we just a... sort of can't get away from it, you know, we're trying to, but people are just branding us with the black magic thing. Expecting you to sacrifice virgins yeah, on stage yeah. and things. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, uh, that's it then. Well, I'm sorry that happens to you, because it's not really fair, but uh, I hope you'll be able to get away from it. And uh, time is running out, in actual fact, so there's only time for 
one more number from the group, and that's the title track of the LP and also the group's name, Black Sabbath. Tremendous. So the Peel sessions are heavily bootlegged over the years, too. Tons of vinyl pressings of these sessions. I'll try to vouch for better versions or what the best version is when I can with these, but bootlegs are fucking anybody's game. Uh, you'd have to kind of talk to a collector about the uh, quality of each one. I've kind of got, you know, rips from different sources. I do have a couple of bootlegs myself. I got two on vinyl and I have a CD that we'll get into, which I haven't seen out there, so it might be kind of rare. I'll drop it in the feed here anyway, but for the most part, these kind of things are ripped from YouTube kind of things because I can't find the original source. This one in particular is that way. Of course, the Osman Cometh clean versions of these tracks are out there. If you want to hear that in their best light, I'd say that's the source you go to here. But yes, the Peel Sessions are the first essential bootleg, in my opinion, that's, you know, of quality. There are live recordings of fucking Earth and uh, mythology, Tony and uh, Bill's earlier band, that are, you know, out there, but <laughs> I certainly don't want to put them on my headphones very often pretty rough audience recordings but yeah you could almost consider these peel sessions to be in the official canon too as they are officially released like i said on the Ozman cometh cd but that's ozzy that's not sabbath so under the brand what we're doing here this is still a bootleg so let's go to the next one here in my little selects this is of the same year as the peel sessions but in the summer there, August 31st, 1970, the Sabs went down to Mantra. Light your car now with a number of uh, new outfits, a number entitled Iron Man. better like complete set list bootlegs from the 1970s again it's in that very tight window between the debut and paranoid so some of the songs have alternate lyrics even i love the this fucking loose version of iron man too what a fucking song iron man is people kind of pass over it as it's overplayed and stuff and i know the comic book geeks have kind of appropriated it into their silly films but fuck me such a great track pure doom and the set list on this bootleg is Paranoid to open, which is always a treat, right? Seeing that in the open slot. This is old school, folks. Fucking pre, preschool old school. Then they go into NIB, Behind the Wall of Sleep, is followed by a jam. That Iron Man that I just played is there. And then War Pigs with the alternate Walpurgis lyrics still cooking. With, uh, all the crazy witch shit. 
And Fairies Wear Boots, Hand of Doom sneaks in there, and Rat Salad too to close. Close them with a Nibby solo. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually when they just stopped recording the tape or whatever, but you know. It is what it is. That's what's out there. That's what I've found. So, what can be said about Mantra too? Like, just a fucking iconic place. And Rock Legacy, it's just unmatched, right? Sab's alumni have done some great moments there. I would assume this Sabbath show was recorded in that same venue, the Smoke in the Water Zappa gig that went up in flames when somebody fired a flare gun. You know, go listen to Smoke on the Water for that or the Deep Purple podcast for that storyline. But this bootleg is great, though. Great capture of early Sabbath. And the next few on my list, they jump ahead quite a bit. I'm going to skip over the iconic Cal Jam gig because you can all listen to the great episode I did earlier this month with Black Savage. We gave the lowdown on that gig. But there's tons of bootlegs for that as it hasn't been officially released. The next one that I'll hit here today is one of my favorites, though. I recently purchased a vinyl bootleg of this one, a very slick pressing. Happy to have it in my collection. That is 1975 in the boss's territory at the convention hall in Ashbury Park, New Jersey. best of the best here at the end of the show just to give you five essential bootlegs that you should definitely check out much like I did with the live offerings but there's no doubt that this is one of them probably the best Sabbath soundboard in my opinion that hasn't been fully cleaned up you know like the live at last stuff I love the set too you get killing yourself to live hole in the sky snow blind symptom of the universe war pigs megalomania sabracadabra Sometimes I'm happy they go into the big jam, as usual, similar to the Cal Jam set. Supernauts in there, kick into Iron Man. Iomi guitar solo into Black Sabbath, Spiral Architect, the one we're playing here. Children of the Grave and Paranoid. So Paranoid's in the uh, final slot there by 75, where it should be. Great stuff here, too. And 1975 is truly the sweet spot for me for bootlegs. Between this and the one that we'll cover next year, you definitely get the most true vibes of what Sabbath was like at that time. 
that wonderful moment as sabotage just hit and they were cooking live full power lots of piss lots of venom <laughs> undeniable so that soundboard that's the soundboard representation for 1975 but here is the only audience recording that i feel is worthy to make my little selects here today wrapping into the feed here september 7th 1975 at the long beach arena Last night we did a gig at uh, San Diego. At the last end of the night, everybody wanted to get up and do a dance, you know? Well, it sort of got kind of heavy at the end of the night because the guys in security started to punch out a few people. I really hope that doesn't happen tonight because we're here to play for you because we love you. And if you want to get up and dance, I'm sure, I'm sure that you will not do any damage. You know? That's what music's about. You don't sit on your ass. You get up and dance, you know? So feel free. We know that we play to come and see us and we love you. fucking slick huh perhaps the most well-known show taper out there the legend himself mike the mike millard was in attendance for this show so let me tell you a little bit about mike here because he is a stud man he needs to be covered well actually let's play a little clip here from a short feature that i found on youtube here about mike so you can get some of the backstory of him the guy is unreal for what he did for live captures in the 70s. Why is Mike Millard the most famous taper of all time? There's several reasons. He made incredibly high quality recordings. He famously, if uh, apocryphally, recorded in some unusual ways. It had long been said that Millard brought in his equipment in a wheelchair. The wheelchair era, that was started out of necessity. Getting a Nakamichi 550 and all these microphones in, you can't just put it down your pants and walk in. He would smuggle a deck into a hollowed out wheelchair cushion, and I would push Mike in with the wheelchair. This started uh, in March of 1975. He had his bag with a nice pair of underwear strategically placed so they wouldn't want to dig through the bag a whole lot. I would push him in, we would go in right up to the aisle next to our seats. I'd put the wheelchair off to the side, and then Mike would start immediately wiring everything up. He put the microphones in his hat, because that way you had direct line of sight to the speakers. You weren't reflected. So if people stood up in front of us, he would stand up. Uh, 
for the Sabbath gig here, Mike the Mike, he was positioned down in the, I think the third row, right up front. And the clip that I played of the gig is from Mike's master cassette recording. Pretty tight to the source, great recording. And given that Mike was so close to the stage, he had marked this one in his little crazy system as a poor recording as Tony Iommi's guitars are way up front, but we all know that's not a fucking problem, right? Like, that's what kind of makes this amazing. Love it. What I love too is you could, it really like captures like the ambience of the gig, of the arena. You can hear like fucking firecrackers going off at the beginning of the set, the Superzar play-in, no real hooting and hollering close to the mic, which is really the downfall of the majority of audience recordings. And here's what a friend of Mike the Mike, who attended the gig with him, had to say about this whole operation that they were running. So he writes, Mike and I attended the Black Sabbath concert on September 7th, 1975 at Long Beach Arena. We sat in the third row, dead center, in front of our sweet spot for sound quality. The wheelchair era, which was covered in that clip that I said there, was fully established by this point in 1975. I pushed Mike into the building and helped him into the seat next to me. It was also an extremely active concert year. Mike and I had attended and recorded many shows, including Death Row Tall, Faces, Zeppelin, Yes, Pink Floyd, The Stones, Clapton, Elton John, and the Allman Brothers. See, like, these guys captured some fucking big gigs. The Sabbath concert was sandwiched three weeks after the Eric Clapton Volume 33 which you can look up if you're going into the Millard uh, archives here, and three weeks before the Elton John San Diego gig, which is volume 28. All right. Mike was not into Sabbath, but he agreed to record it as a favor to me. I was a big fan. In fact, my first concert ever was 1972, Sabbath with Yes as the opening act. What a bill that was. My favorite member of the band was Geezer Butler, the wild bass player. Okay, so this guy is a fucking supernaut. I like him. The show... Wasn't typical Sabbath, a mix of old and new tunes. Ozzy shouted, we love you, and get higher, exclamations. Geezer was his energetic self. Iomi was steady on the lead guitar, and Bill Ward hammered away on the drums. As they do, right? On this tour, the band did a lot more jamming than previous ones, especially compared to the first time I saw them in 1972, where each song played live was pretty much like the album. Okay, so... That's interesting to hear. I mean, I know they're always, they always have their kind of jam moments, but that makes sense, because by this point they would have been going off the rails on the crazy train, some with the drugs and shit, right? Very cool, though. Here's the set list here quickly before we move on. But like I said, even though it's not off of the soundboard, this is an incredible capture that needs to be heard. Maybe my favorite, even. We'll see when I break it down later, but the set list was super czar to open tape plan, Killing Yourself to Live, Hole in the Sky, Snowblind, Symptom of the Universe, War Pigs, Megalomania, Sabracadabra Jam into Sometimes I'm Happy, Supernaut, Iron Man. So that's the jammy portion there. Pretty consistent. They go in and out of guitar solos and shit. Uh, Iomi plays Orchid coming out of Iron Man. Then they do a rock and roll doctor jam. A little Tech X creeping into the set. And uh, Black Sabbath, Spiral Architect, Embryo into Children of the Grave, and Paranoid for the Encore. Very cool. Okay. 
Ooh, I'm talking fast today. I haven't done any of these in a while, so I'm just kind of ripping through. Have a little coffee, too. Just coffee today, lads. No beer. It's early here. And I'm actually technically on the clock, so... <laughs> Okay, very cool though. One more Aussie era bootleg to get through here. Not much to say about this one either, but other than the fact that it's just fucking great. And this is from the Tech X cycle, 1976, December 8th, so late in the cycle, at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh. So this is the one where I actually have the CD of it, and I figured I'd include it in here, so because I don't see it anywhere, but the CD I have which I don't have many CDs anymore. I don't collect that media. I sold all mine a long time ago. But this was in some random bin at like a fucking, it's like a more a video game store than it is a, uh, a music store, which is funny. I just saw randomly this Black Sabbath bootleg and I was just like, yoink, I'll take that for a dollar, yes. And the one I have here, it's called Pittsburgh Ecstasy. And here's the set list. Symptom of the Universe, Snowblind, all Moving Parts Stand Still, which we'll dive into quickly here. War Pigs, Gypsy, Black Sabbath, Dirty Woman, some solos, Electric Funeral, and Children of the Grave. So here's some All Moving Parts Stand Still. Deep Cut. bootleg actually too try to track it down it must be on youtube i haven't searched for it because i do have this cd obviously but i've never seen it pop up in my searches anyway maybe i should upload it maybe it's a rare one <laughs> i'm not rolling dice to go into that pirating thing there anyway but i'm sure somebody else has posted this okay so let's go into neon sabbath here as we do most of the top quality like heaven and hell mob rule stuff is out in the official canon. So there's no need to really get into boots for that first run, in my opinion. But I do have one solid one here that I found from Hartford, 1980. I think it's on the black and blue cycle. I do love hearing Dio's Sweet Leaf. <laughs> so here's that for you. We'd like to uh, go straight into this one. Because something that we shouldn't mention, I think, because there seems to be quite a few police here who don't want to do nice things for you. But then again, that's the kick, so you gotta forgive me. No, okay, good guys. But they may stop you from doing something that seems to be still illegal in most parts of this world, especially in this country. It may not be, and you get that. You've always got behind closed doors. The song called simply Sweet Leaf. This one. Look it!
The rest of the set, or the full set here, was Superzar, Warpigs, Neon Knights, NIB, Children of the Grave, that Sweet Leaf that we played, which goes into a drum solo as well and then reprises itself, Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, back to back, nice, Iron Man, some more soloing, Die Young, Paranoid, and they close with Children of the Grave. There's a similar bootleg to this too, similar quality, similar set list from the Capitol Theater in Sydney, Australia. As I said in the previous live Sabbath episode, they were pretty solid at running the soundboards during the Dio era, as they did do quite a few live offerings at the time. I guess they were just capturing as much as they could, and some of those leaked. Um, but, you know, most of the quality shit ended up on official live albums or videos. So we'll jump to the next glorious stage of fuckery here in Black Sabbath and that is the Born Again era. Oh hell yes. This is a monster recording here. Absolutely essential. From November 1st Worcester Mastus this is a bootleg that goes by the name of uh, Born in Hell, a black show Biking Skulls. There's all kinds of bootlegs of this but the most solid capture of an entire Born Again era set is this one, I believe. Like, the power of Gillen is on full display here. There's some clips from Redding, which are also essential to view, but this is a good one for getting the full, you know, deep dive into the set where you get the deep cuts and shit. set too like you get children of the grave hotline as we're playing there war pigs iron man the dark into zero the hero of course which goes into heaven and hell guitar solo they play digital bitch as well another deep cut black sabbath smoke on the water and paranoid are played as the encore so they give gillen his time there a little cover in the set which is rare but they do it specifically because they got gillen right so you gotta I love this one, though. This is a fucking killer one, man. Track it down. <laughs> so there's only a few more here. I should mention, two. I won't cover the seven-star cycle, but there are a few bootlegs, which are audience kind of recordings that are worth listening to just for their, you know, spot in the history and the lore of Sabbath. Those being a rehearsal. So there's no audience in this one, but it is recorded just from the crowd or whatever. A bootleg called Turn to Glen. You should look that one up, which is a play on word for Turn to Stone. Well worth checking out to hear Glenn Hughes in Sabbath Live, which, as you should know, it didn't last very long. And there's also a great Ray Gillen bootleg, which is solid as fuck, even though it's more of an audience style. So keeping with the quality level that I've cut off here, I'm not going to play any of those, but 
I do encourage you to check that shit out for your Sabbath history lesson. And just to confirm that all that fuckery did happen. (laughs) And let's jump to the cat here for a moment. This is from a bootleg known as Headless in Vienna. Solid enough thing. Much like Dio, there are some great polished live shows for the Martin era, especially when they get into cross-purposes. So you don't really need to fuck with the uh, soundboards. But there are some cool ones here from the Headless Cross era. That's your jam. That list here was they open with Gates of Hell, which is kind of cool. Uh, Headless Cross, Neon Knights, Children of the Grave, Die Young, When Death Calls. See, look at this, he just mixes in more of the um, Dio stuff with his set, which is obvious because Martin can kind of hit that range. Then he does War Pigs, Rise Up for the Shining, Mob Rules, Black Sabbath, Iron Man, Children of the Grave, Heaven and Hell, a guitar solo. Paranoid to close, and they also do a little reprise of Heaven and Hell, which was a common thing to do. There's another one from this era here, too. Similar quality. If the cat's your man and you need more of the same same, which he delivers in spades. He's Mr. Same Same (laughs) to me. There's a Manchester gig floating around here as well, which is later on in set, and actually it's a little tighter. I think the sound's a little better even, too. Look for that one, the Manchester Apollo. But here, here's the next like major essential one probably the last essential bootleg that i'm going to cover today from the 1992 dehumanizer cycle it's the return of the eternal one Pressings of this one too. It's given a nice treatment that I've seen. I need to pick up one. Bootlegs, of course, are tricky to get unless you get them right when they release the batch of them or whatever. 
or you find them at some fucking roadside market in Mexico or something. I don't know. Those are mostly counterfeits, not bootlegs, which is a different vibe. So anyway, The Orpheum, Boston, 1992, October 9th. Ronnie James Dio, full power, dehumanizer cycle. They open with E5150, Mob Rules, Computer God, which we just played. Children of the Sea, Time Machines in there, War Pigs, I, Die Young, Black Sabbath, Master of Reality, or sorry, Master of Insanity, After All the Dead, Iron Man, Heaven and Hell, Neon Knights, and Paranoid to close. So, in the interest of keeping this short, there are a few other soundboards post-1992 that are well worth checking out. Uh, There's some like cross-purposes, Forbidden Era captures, which... I would say you should check out. 1995 has a couple of good ones. One in July 7th, the World Music Theater in Chicago. And one in September 1995 as well in Poland, which is worth checking out. Um, And then, you know, it gets into like the Aussie reunions again. Those are well captured in the official live canon between uh, the reunion album and fucking Last Supper the end of course is captured in all its glory live gathered in their masses we covered that all in the main feed but there is one bootleg here which is just like a full show from donnington around 95 or sorry 2005 on i guess it would have been like ozfest tours and stuff but this one's actually worth checking out to get some of that forgotten final days with nibby flavor so let's drop in there just for a little billboard warship always essential and whenever they play this one, you should pay attention. This is fucking electric funeral. Sabbath shows. I know the sets are more stagnant and the real magic of the jams of Sabbath as a live entity is gone. It's very you know, by the numbers roll on to the next gig, do the same shit but fuck me, even the bootlegs, the tone that Iomi and Geezer has, I just love it. It's fucking crushing. I can listen to it for days. Alright so there you go. That was fun (laughs) I think that's as deep as I'll go in the live Sabbath annuals right now, but please let me know if I'm overlooking any big bits in these two installments. And if you want to suggest a topic for a seance, send it my way, sabbathbloodypodcast at gmail.com, or hook up with me on the Twitter, of course, at BlackSabbathPC. But here they are, my five essential bootlegs. Fairies wear bootlegs. You gotta believe me, because I rank these just for the hell of it. But ultimately, you need to listen to all these. So starting at number five, everyone's favorite pussycat makes the uh, list here. Tony Martin and his Manchester 1989 gig is what I picked. 
which I know I played one from the fucking Headless in Vienna, but the Manchester gig is a little bit later in the set, a little bit more tight, sonically, more pleasing. That one makes my top five. Number four, you got that Boston gig with the Eternal One, 1992, great capture of the dehumanizer cycle. Number three is that glorious Ashbury Park fucking 1975 soundboards. I got the vinyl now. This actually probably ranks higher when I think about it. But these other two are really fresh in my head because I've been doing this deep dive here. Number two, that Long Beach audience recording. Mike the Mike Millard. Glorious thing to sink into. Just put some headphones on. You know, dim the lights if you want. Do a proper seance, light some candles, as we do. And listen to that Long Beach recording. It's fucking deadly. And it's up on YouTube. I can give you links to all these things if you message me. Let me know. And number one, this one is just because I love that born-again fuckery, but the Worcester 83 Ian Gillen show. Fantastic. Definitely the most maniacally great capture of that era. And you know, like, he doesn't hit it quite like the studio. And you can hear the nodes a bit more, but fuck me. That lineup. Born again! I love it. Alright, so keep on, everyone. I might have another little episode to throw up here soon. Some outtakes from my uh, talk with Black Savage. I know I've been promising that to some of you, but maybe I'll dive in there and edit that up. Drop it in the feed next month sometime. But otherwise, take care of yourselves. Keep in touch. And bog blast every motherfucking last one. I guess. <laughs>